we are. We're back. All right. We're back. I'll just piece it together. They, the recordings are full process, and I'll just put them back to back. But, um, yeah, uh, what we, we were talking about, yeah, hey, uh, the tag teams in AEW. You have all these amazing organic tag teams. Um, I like Billy Gunn's kids. Uh, LAX is a their top organic tag team. I, I put them over the bucks. I'm sorry, I do. You have FTR. You have um, you um, Jurassic Express. You have all these guys that, I mean, Jurassic Express should be getting a world title, world tag title shots. Like, I don't. I'm, why? Why is this not happening? Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought Dynamite was was pretty decent this week, though. Yeah, Dynamite was pretty decent. I I did. Um, it was. It, they gave you something that you wanted with MJF um, joining whatever that click is. I don't know if it's a four horseman click. I mean. It can't be a four horseman click because Wallow's in it and there's five. So that's what that's what I thought, but they're like they're insinuating that it's the four horsemen. It's yeah, they're insinuating it, and I still there's five of them, but I I, I like you can't because Wallow Wallow's an underrated talent there, and I, I he's another he's another one like he they need to stop pushing him. He like I kind of wanted I was hoping. With all of this, that it separate Wardlow from MJF at this point, but it's not gonna. So I'm thinking that's what's gonna end up happening, and I'm wondering if they give Wardlow a push, you know, getting his his payback on MJF, and then which would be good, and I and I, I, I like that. It, but now, if you are developing a full Horseman gimmick, MJF has to win the world title. Has to, and FTR have to win the like. If you're gonna do it right, these were the gold chases. I mean, they had every title for like four years straight at one point. It was Flair had the world, Tully had the television title, and Arn and Oli were the tag champions. And like, if you're gonna do it right, like you gotta start, you gotta put a title on on MJF. And I don't think it's gonna work just putting the TNT championship on him. He's gotta. He's he's got to either beat Kenny or beat someone that beats Kenny. Like, I just me personally, Kenny's over in AEW, and he's never gonna not be over in AEW because that's why I'd say forty percent of the fans watch is for Kenny. And if you know, if you're over, you don't need the title. So we shouldn't have a long run with it, and. At some point, if you're going to do it, MJF has to be your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. It's just my opinion. If you're going to do this right, you can't just have them in the faction and they have no belts. Yeah, well, I guess part of his gimmick is the whole belt collector thing, so I'm assuming that he's going to keep the belt for a little bit. And I agree that MJF has to get the title eventually. I just I'm not expecting it anytime soon. I'm not expecting anything to, to play out. Uh, quickly with AEW because they do their pay-per-views quarterly so it seems like everything is going to be long and drawn out with them um, which is is fine I guess I don't know just there's just so many bubbles there's, you get the WWE bubble the AEW bubble I mean they live in like an echo chamber to yes. AEW they, they've got such a diehard fan base that to them you know everything they do is great and it's wonderful just like yeah. there's people that think everything WWE does is great and wonderful. I'm just kind of like in the middle of all the bubbles, like, well, there's a lot I like, there's a lot I don't like, but it doesn't mean I'm a fanboy of this one or that one. Yeah. You know what it is? And it's funny because it's almost like wrestling in my political take is the same way. And it's just, it's, it's just funny to me. It's like you, you got Republicans and WWE fans or Democrats and AEW fans. And then me, I'm just in the middle and the independent who says like, you both suck for different reasons, but you're both good for different reasons. Like, like I just, just, why can't you just use the good out of both of them and make it work? <laughs> what did you think about the, um, the whole Moxley and Kingston explanation for for the whole uh, botched explosion, and then Kenny Omega and Don Callis's whole spiel. Um, first of all, I have to make this point. Why did John Moxley look like Weekend at Bernie's? 
Like, was I the only one who thought that when I saw that promo? I was like, why does he look like he's at Weekend at Bernie's? He's like half dead and like Eddie Kingston is trying to keep him alive at this point. <laughs> Um, I think you. I think what it was, it was their cover up for a bad spot, and I, it, mission accomplished. The fanboys bought it. Oh, that's why, because they wanted to trick everybody, and they wanted to fool Eddie Kingston of all people, big dumb Eddie. Because out of out of all the people that, that Kenny confused with in AEW, he wanted to fool Eddie Kingston, and. It, like, it, it, not for nothing, like, I, I never want to see Don Callis, 69, Kenny Omega ever again, ever, ever, ever in wrestling. Please don't ever do that again. Um, but, I mean, whatever. I mean, it, it, you, you made it into a storyline, I guess. Good for you. Good for you, Kenny. Good for you, Eddie. But Eddie, you're about to get thrown to the back burner for Christian. So no title shot for you. <laughs> so yeah. uh, keep it. At that. I like. Uh, I think I like the idea of Eddie and Moxley together. That was that was kind of cool. But I mean, the whole thing. <laughs> if any, if anybody is buying those explanations, it's like, man, I got a bridge to sell you. It's 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 so bad how they're just trying to yeah. sweep it under the rug like it didn't happen. But on the other hand, it's like, what else can they do? I guess they did the best they could with that situation. I just thought it was funny that they literally did exactly what every, all the marks on social media was saying they should do. Like everyone on Twitter was like, oh, they should say, uh, they should just say that he had a, a panic attack or he had anxiety or he had a flashback from some kind of past trauma. And it's like, they literally must have just been reading the tweets and they were like, yep, great idea. Let's do it. And it was like, come on, man, at least maybe come up with something on your own. There's got to be more than one way out of that scenario, but I don't well, know. I'm not a booker, so I don't have any better ideas. Well, I watched TNA. Um, Today, because uh, I don't know why my, my you know what I did. I was sick of watching like reruns and my, my son always wants wrestling on. So I just said, we're throwing on impact kid. We'll see what is going on. And Moose and uh, what's his name? We used to be in WWE. Uh, them two are feuding, uh, are going to have a match for the TNA championship. And then the winner faces Kenny in a title for title with the AEW champion. So Kenny's winning the TNA champion. Yeah. Basically what I got from that. Kenny's winning the TNA championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now Kenny's going to be the TNA and the AEW world champion. And then probably going to win the new Japan belt. And <laughs> so he's going to win all these. Titles. So he's not going away anytime soon. He's going to hold all these titles. And if I'm an AEW fanboy, I'm furious about this. Because this is going to destroy TNA. Basically, a lot of people are like, oh, this is so great for TNA. This is so great for New Japan. AEW is going to destroy TNA. TNA is going to get destroyed, dismantled. Like, the the Good Brothers, first of all, I, I, first of all, I, why they went to TNA in the first place is beyond me. And it, that show is a joke. That show, I mean, people complain about WWE cutting too many promos. Every five minutes, you give like five minutes of wrestlers, and you get five minutes, like ten minutes of promo. It's like they're in the back room talking. There's the, Kurt Hawkins is coming up, making an excuse about his broken eye. Like, it, like it, it's just insane to me. Like, what the hell is going on over there? Like, and like, and this is going to get destroyed by like they're eliminating their competition by joining forces with them and. I think TNA is going to blow up soon. It's going to be done. I, I don't. I don't think this is helpful for TNA at this point. I mean, sure, you're getting a little bit of exposure now. Kenny's going to take your belt. He's going to be flaunting that on AEW. That doesn't. It's on Wednesdays. That's a long way away from next Tuesday. That makes me. Oh, let me tune into TNA. No, doesn't make me want to tune into TNA. But <laughs> it's just. Excuse me. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. No, it's all right. But I just, I don't know. I think um, I think TNA, out of all places, is going to uh, is going to suffer the most. New Japan will be fine because they have a fan base far beyond than what people imagine. But TNA is going to blow up from this. I just think it's ridiculous that they're going to give the belt to Kenny at this point. 
And like, I don't know if you're TNA creative and Kenny comes in and says, I want the title. Like why? No, like, like, I I firmly believe that, um, that Tony Khan has either bought them or somehow uh, helping keep them afloat with funding or something, because other, other than that, it doesn't make sense to me. See, here's what I think happened. I think Tony had a deal in place with TNA, and I think he was going to buy TNA without Cody before Cody, he met Cody, and Cody was like, wait, let's do something different. You know, and I'll get the boys on board and let's do this. And that's, I do think you have, and, and at some point he probably said, look, I'm canceling this deal right now, but I'm going to help you. And I don't think he owns them. But I like. I think he has a say in the matter, and I, that's no good either. Uh, <laughs> but with um, with T, like I don't know. Like they do some good things there. Like there is some things that I like about TNA still, and you know, the one thing I liked about like they should just go back to the to the what was it eight sided ring or six sided ring. I liked it. I don't know why they just don't go back to it and. It was unique to that. You didn't like it? No, I wasn't a fan of it. But I don't know. I don't watch TNA now. I just can't. I'm. I'm. There's enough other stuff to watch. I'm kind of burnt out with all AEW and WWE as it is. You know, I usually like. I don't watch it, but like when my kid wants to watch Raw for like the third time or SmackDown or NXT or AEW, like I'm just like, all right, let me just throw on TNA just so I can be current I guess it's every few weeks like he goes on these kicks where he's just like wants to watch wrestling every day and um so I threw it on I'm just like ah you're gonna give Kenny the title that's gross like I, I don't know like I I just not a firm believer in people from other promotions holding the title I just I didn't like it when Flair brought the world title to WWE even though like it was crazy and all this. I didn't like it when the other one threw the woman's title in the trash from WWE and WCW and Medusa. I just don't... I, I, I don't know. I just feel like... like I don't know. Like That cross-promoting stuff was never really something I enjoyed. I, everybody says they get a kid. I like the separation. I like churches, the separation of church and state, you know, but... And then, like, Cody had an interview. He's like, I haven't. He's like, I I fully see AEW and WWE working together very soon, and um, I don't see why we can't come together. And but I don't see it, right? I I just don't. I, I don't see how it goes. And to the twenty five viewers we got yesterday, I'm sorry, I I, I don't see it happening. That, yeah, that. that. That won't happen because as of right now, WWE superstars can't even speak about AEW or anybody involved with it. So yeah, well, yeah, I don't think they're going to be collaborating anytime soon. No, but the other burning topic that I'd like to talk is this: um, Roman and the fans really getting backlash that if Edge beats him, it's it's terrible. Roman should be the champion, and Roman should win, and. They, they're talk, saying we're bringing Daniel Bryan in so Edge can pin Bryan and Roman never really loses the title. And <sighs> my take on it is this Roman's over. Whether you give him a title, whether you don't give him a title, he's over. My second take on it is when you build up heels, you build them up to lose. That's kind of the point. The kind of the point of building up a heel is for him to eventually lose. And why not Edge? Because if it's not Edge, who on that roster is going to single-handedly take out Roman that's currently on that roster right now? Yeah, I think that's kind of um, – it says a lot about where things are right now is that Edge is your your biggest threat to Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I didn't know that was a thing right now, but I'm kind of on that side. Like, I, I'd mm. like to see Rome, Roman hold it for a while, but – uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be angry if Edge won. I don't. I don't know. Well, put it this way: you, you say you turn Rollins babyface and he beats Roman. Are you happy with that? I don't think anybody's happy with that because I don't think anybody wants to see Rollins versus Reigns again. I don't think that's the match you want to see. I think 
Yeah. I think Edge taking it off of him and whatever. If you got to do it in a triple threat, give Daniel Bryan his mania moment. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm still saying, I'm still saying CM Punk's involved with this WrestleMania. I'm still saying it. I think, I think he's doing it as a favor to Daniel Bryan. I think it's not something. I, I just have a feeling. I have a strong feeling. Well, I heard today supposedly they've changed the card for WrestleMania multiple times and that originally the WrestleMania match was supposed to be Daniel Bryan versus Roman. And Roman made a huge push for Daniel Bryan to be his opponent. And um, a lot of the storylines were similar just with the wrestlers moved around where there was supposed to be some scenario uh, where uh, Edge... Uh, chose McIntyre and just like I guess the plans have shuffled several times so who knows what they're going with at this point but this this whole uh, this whole Wrestlemania card in comparison to a lot of other ones is I mean I'm excited for it it's a good card but it's it's kind of weak in comparison to a lot of other ones you know and I think that's kind of why I like it because it's not so star studded and it's not so like in your face. It's not like we need the rock here. We need Cena. We need this. I think in my opinion, I think if Edge beats Roman, I'm okay with it. I think if Roman beats Edge, I'm okay with it. But it makes me think like there's going to be a lot of shuffling after Mania. I think um, you know, and people are talking about, you know, why is SmackDown so much better than Raw? Well, that's because Paul Heyman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge are all on the creative team. That's kind of, um, you know, and they have, they have more of a, Vince doesn't really have a say in SmackDown anymore because that's one of the part of the deals that people didn't get to hear. Like Vince doesn't have that much of a say with the Fox deal. He's, it's delegated to his, to his creative team. And um, I think um, I think Vince shuffling around Mania, the Peacock deal is very important to him. This needs to be a home run. This needs to be a grand slam, for that matter. Um, and he's probably looking at the card. And one thing I noticed, I just took a look at the Raw active roster, and Brock Lesnar was put onto the active roster. And I think that's why you had Michael Cole overselling that Drew McIntyre was the presumptive. Um, number one contender for Bobby Lashley, but it's not going to be him. It's going to be Brock. And people would, you know, people are saying, "Oh, it should be a triple threat." No, you don't need you don't need Drew in that match. I think the Almighty versus the Beast Incarnate. Uh, you know, they, they've been building for this for now for since they got Lashley back, and I think you know now's the perfect time to put that together. Well, supposedly. John Cena and Brock aren't going to be coming back to WWE anytime soon because Cena's in Canada filming something and Brock lives in Canada. And apparently Brock doesn't want to come into the United States right now because he doesn't want to do the whole um, isolation thing you have to do with COVID to come into the country. Mm -hmm. So supposedly he's going to come back to WWE, but not until like all the COVID restrictions go Mm -hmm. away. Possibly, but at the same time, COVID restrictions have gone away in Florida. They, they're one of the states that have eliminated the COVID restrictions, so he may be able to come back. And that's kind of. But to get in the country to come, he lives in Canada to come into the United States, he's got to isolate, yeah. and supposedly he, he's not willing to do yeah. it. Yeah. He may have to isolate to go back into Canada, where, whereas that's probably. I know with Texas now, in Florida, and there's a few other states, there's no isolation. There's, there's barely even any restrictions. There's no restrictions of masks in Texas, which that's a topic for another podcast. But um, I think in, in this aspect, like, it's probably he's using this as leverage for money from Vince. Like, yeah, I'll take care of you. You know what I mean? Like, I think Vince, <clears throat> at the pin put, there's a sign with that. With we're, we're, we're Brock being actively put back on the active roster, there's a sign with that. And I think they're trying to get him here as quick as possible. But was he ever taken off that? He was taken thing? off in the middle of last year. He wasn't signed. Uh-huh. He, was, he, was, he wasn't, he wasn't signed. He wasn't, he was taken off and he was put back on recently. And 
I think it's one of those little secret things that Vince, little Easter eggs that Vince likes to leave, even though he says he hates when people give spoilers out. <clears throat> I think it's one of the Easter eggs he wanted to give to let people know that he's working on Brock and Lashley. Well, uh, from what I heard is that he they actually are on like a um, like a show to show thing with him mm-hmm. where they don't lock him into an like a like a long term thing where they just literally have a standard fee that they pay him per appearance. Like they'll pay him like a, I think it was a hundred grand in appearance, like a hundred grand for a raw or something yeah. like that. And so instead of paying him one lump sum and demanding so many appearances, they just call him when they want him and then he comes in for that one time fee and supposedly it kind of backfired on them last year I guess or maybe it was the year before where they ended up paying like way more than they would pay a superstar because they used him so much and every time he came on they had to just keep paying him a hundred thousand a hundred thousand a hundred thousand yeah and I mean and he doesn't have um, what you would call the best relationships with Vince he has it's a it's a boss business thing and Pretty much that's it. Like everybody has seen the um, the WrestleMania where he threw the title at him and was very upset. Like it's it's not like he has a good rapport with Vince. And you know, I I think Brock it, in this stage of the game, you get Brock and Lashley for me and if you can. You know, if you can, um, it would be a good thing. You know, I think they were banking on Cena being here, and I do think they were banking on Cena to put Lashley over at WrestleMania, but I did hear about the Canada thing with Cena. I forget Brock lives in Canada and that would be an issue too, but I think I think money talks with Brock and if Vince just says, hey, it's a one-off at WrestleMania, I just want you to um, I just want you to come here and put Lashley over. I'll give you this much and I'm sure he'll do it. I'm sure. If I was them, I wouldn't do it. I would not. I would. I would want Brock and Lashley to fight, but I would not do it at Mania because, in my opinion, that would outshine Roman and Edge, and that would be the main event. And now you have your world championship match bigger than your Universal Title match because that, that would be the match I'd be wanting to see way more than Reigns and Bryan or Reigns and Edge or any combination. Yeah, and I think I. Uh... I don't know. I think you make, I think, you know, if, if they do make it a triple threat with Daniel Bryan, Edge and Reigns, or if they, I mean, and people are forgetting this. What if, what if, what if Daniel Bryan just beats Roman clean? What if that happens? What if they do that? And they, and they, and they, and they, and they like, cause that's something that's possible. Well, I'm getting to the point now where I almost want to see Edge and Daniel Bryan more than I want to see Edge and Roman. Yeah. But then I'm just then I'm just like, oh, but then who do you stick with Roman? Like I don't want to see Roman and Drew. I don't like I'm trying to think of who you would replace to, to face Roman. I mean, I guess they could do like Jey Uso again. What would make but... sense is probably Jimmy coming out and attacking Roman, getting his brother back and doing that Jimmy versus Reigns. And I mean, what kind of run does Edge need with the title or Daniel Bryan for that matter? What, two, three months? You can put it right back on Roman. It's, it's to me, um, it's to, to me at this point, they're in a pickle and, they need to figure this out. Fastlane's going to tell us a lot. I wish it was this Sunday, like I said it was, but it's not. It's next Sunday, but um, we're gonna we're gonna find out and see from there. Because I feel like I feel like there there's a lot of confusion there, and they gotta tie up a lot of loose ends with Fastlane. Fastlane's gotta like. Well, go ahead. Ron. I heard that um, originally the. Um, Fastlane was supposed to be the first Peacock exclusive pay-per-view. So the network was supposed to be done and Fastlane was supposed to be a huge pay-per-view, almost like supposedly like WrestleMania quality. Mm. And they've been having some issues with switching over to Peacock because they're in a kerfuffle where they've got like maybe, I think I want to say it was like 600,000 subscribers that are paying WWE for the network, but haven't logged in in over six months. So it's like 
they don't they don't want to just be like uh oh hey uh we're canceling your subscription but hey sign back up and with uh peacock it's like they like they've got people out there that probably don't even know they're paying for the network yeah. and they don't want to lose that money so they're trying to figure out a way that they can smoothly just transition all the network subscribers over to peacock without having to trust that people are gonna like go sign up right them. right so that's kind of like messed up their plans a little bit too, I guess. Where... Yeah, because Fastlane is going to be on the network now, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be on both. And then apparently... The Takeover um, is actually the first pay-per-view that's going to be on Peacock. On Peacock, the... yeah. Which is... Oh, that announcement was kind of big. They like literally going to be like 10 straight days of wrestling. Which, yeah, I mean, which is huge and fantastic because... Not for nothing, like NXT does it right, and I firmly say they're head and shoulders above everybody. And Triple H gets it, Shawn Michaels gets it, uh, the work is there, get it. But there was a big issue with the women's people complained about the women's tag titles, they gave it to Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, and they got beat the same night for it. But I think it's more or less they want to push Raquel Gonzalez into the world title to take it from Shirai. Um, I think that's the plan for them. I don't see it being anything else. Um, and I think Dakota Kai is getting called up. I think I've heard a lot of rumors of her being like Bailey's new buddy uh, and helping her get the title back. And, and that's kind of what the role is going to be for her when she gets called up. Um, but I, I, I just, me personally, I don't see um, – like I like I thought it was a great idea for the women's tag titles in NXT. I think they have a lot of great uh, women on that show, and they can make some great tag teams. They have one with uh, Gargano's wife, and uh, I forget the girl's name. In the way, yeah, I forget her name too. But she's yeah, funny though. they got them to feud with. They got a lot of good. And and look, Ember Moon and. Um, and Shotzi Blackheart are phenomenal. I, I think they're a good tag team, and they they probably deserve. They look like a tag team. They're good. They're yeah. good. They got like a good vision. Yeah, going they probably on. deserve to win the Dusty Women's Tag Team Title. But I mean, kudos to Kai and Gonzalez because they've actually been an organic tag team, and they put it on them for a long time. So I don't. I don't hate the move. And. I was fine with it. I'm not a big fan of them giving it, just making up a title for them as a consolation prize. But at the same time, like if they would have just unveiled the titles randomly in no storyline, I mean, I'm kind of glad they actually put it into a story. And I thought it was cool that, you know, they took it off of them and then put it on, on Moon and, and Blackheart. Yeah. And, and, it's there's a lot of setup. There's going to be a lot of setup going on. It's looking like the main event for NXT Takeover is going to be Finn versus Cross, which is phenomenal. And the other main event is going to be O'Reilly versus Cole for the first day, or whatever. It's both matches are going to be amazing. The both, like, it's I'm I'm almost kind of nervous for Mania because Takeover's two days, like. That may be the icing on the cake where people are just like, oh, Mania might not be uh, that organic to them. And I really, I really hope that all those shows are short because I, I just, I feel like I might get burnt out before I, Mania. It's just, a, it's a lot. It's, I mean, I guess it's exciting. Now, are they right? Are they back to back to back to back? It's Monday's Raw, Tuesday's the Hall of Fame, Wednesday NXT Night One, Thursday NXT Night Two, Friday SmackDown, Saturday WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania, Monday Raw, and then probably going right back into NXT on Tuesday because I think that's the day is when it switches to Tuesday's official. Oh God, I mean, I might have to take the week off. That's a lot. I might have to go off work for this. Jesus, oh my goodness. That's insane. So, I mean, my kid's going to be ecstatic. My wife's not going to be. She's probably going to take a vacation from work and go away while this is happening. But um, I just, I don't know. I think, I don't know. This, that's a lot. I think they should have done it where the weekend before Mania should have been the NXT pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-views. And then the following weekend was the Mania pay-per-views. I, 
that's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. that's. I'm hoping they keep each show maybe like two and a half, three hours, and and that's the longest. Yeah, well, yeah. Even that, even that's a lot. Because no matter whether it's bad or good, you're gonna want to watch the Raw after Mania, and then you're gonna want to, you know, that's a lot of wrestling. I'm probably not gonna watch the Raw before Mania at that point. If that's, I don't know. That is a lot of wrestling. <laughs> And that's not even adding in if you're, you know, a diehard fan and you still want to see what happened on the new AEW show and AEW Dark and Dynamite and TNA yeah. and yeah. New Japan and wow. all that other shit. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Well, you think about it, too, is they're probably booking it because it's like a vacation package at this point, too, as people like, all right, take the whole because people go down there for WrestleMania week. And, you know, they do a lot of signings and stuff like that. And they, they're expecting, fully expecting to have 45,000 fans at WrestleMania this year. And, and I'm not sure if they're, are they still doing the, um, I don't think they're doing like all the fan stuff that they usually do at WrestleMania. They're not doing all of it. Um, so I think maybe the shows make up for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't an every year thing. No, I, I don't think it'll be an every year thing. I, I think... I think what I to be honest with you, um, I hope they go back to one day on Mania and NXT being the night before. But what they could do is kind of maybe blend NXT and a little bit of Mania together, um, and then have Mania, you know, be the finale for like the you know the main cards. Because the one thing WWE has been doing great is they've been having really short pay per views and they don't last long. Where you know, I felt. Like I was being tortured with the AEW paper. It like went on till midnight, and I'm just like, "This is taking forever." Like, please, God, let it end. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I fell yeah. asleep and had to wake up and then watch everything. Like exactly. So it's like I feel like maybe all right. Maybe this is just we can't do the signings. We can't do all this stuff. We you know. You know, because they use it. I mean, they bring it up. Even Ringside goes down there for Mania, and they sell, like, figures there, and they do all this stuff. A lot of things, like, you're probably not – they're probably going to have pre-signs, and that's one thing I heard is, like, you're not going to be able to, like, meet the wrestlers, but you can get the pre-signs um, for them for, like, half the price because you don't get to meet them or whatever. But it's going to be interesting on how they're going to deal with this. Did you did you hear what the ticket price ranges were too? It was like starting at thirty five dollars and then going all the way up to thirty five hundred dollars. Could you imagine spending thirty five hundred dollars to go to a COVID wrestling? Oh my god! I would never, never in a million. Like you, you would think they would have knocked the price. Down I, I, I the, the most I would spend for a COVID WrestleMania is probably like five hundred for two tickets, so two fifty a ticket. That's. <laughs> It's probably the most I would spend as much as I'm excited, you know, and what it looks in America and the hopes that I'm going to be able to take my son to a wrestling show sooner rather than later um, is, is nice. But also I don't really don't think it's going to, I, I don't know. I just not a big fan of, you know, that 3,500 for a ticket. I would know. No, they're trying to get their money back from COVID within one show. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and and not only that, but you're in Florida where, like, you know, the restrictions have been pretty lax. So, I mean, I don't know what the COVID numbers are out, like out there right now, but, like, imagine going to a show and now everybody's leaving, going off, doing whatever they want in Florida where there's, like, no restrictions, and then coming back the next yeah. night <laughs> – it's like, hey, everybody leave. Go catch COVID. Come, Come back. back. <laughs> I'm all set, Yeah, man. no. I mean, yeah. I mean, the stuff you can get and do in Florida is just insane anyway in itself. You know, that's just nuts. And as, as long as those shows are, too, like WrestleManias and stuff, if I got to wear a mask, I don't know what the, if I have to wear a mask at WrestleMania, but if I do, who the hell wants to sit and watch a wrestling for four hours with a man. Yeah, like, yeah, and then you're sitting next to a guy who just did fucking a bunch of coke off or hook his asshole or something like that and fucking probably got COVID. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all set with all that. <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm good. I'll watch it from home and then when it's fully fine to, like, 
I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Look, I'm impatient and I really want to take my kid to a wrestling show, but I'm not going to over sell mania right now and, and pay that craziness. Like I wouldn't even buy a $35 ticket cause I'd be petrified to bring him down to Florida and then <laughs> do a show like that. That's insane. I think right now the match uh, out of any of the the uh, nights, I think the match I'm most excited about is going to be Balor and Cross. That's going to steal the show. I'm telling people this. That's probably going to be the best match of the of the week. Is them two? Because you're going to get Demon Finn, right? It's got to be Demon Finn at this point. They have to with the entrances, it's, man. It's, it's it'd be great, especially like for, for all the the new Peacock subscribers. Get that visual going. Yeah, on. you're gonna have. To. It's got to be Demon Finn at this point. Which I gotta sign up for Peacock. I've been slacking, but well, supposedly they're running a special right now where if if you're a network <coughs> subscriber and you get it within a certain amount of time, you can get it for two fifty instead of really. So so yeah. what is it two fifty for the year? Uh, no, two dollars. Oh, two dollars. That's it. Yeah, I guess there's two versions. There's like a four dollar fifty cent version that has tons of commercials, and then there's the regular ten dollar fee, like you paid for the network, where you get limited commercials or no commercials. But uh, if you're a subscriber and you want that four fifty one with the commercials, you can get it for two fifty. Oh, that's interesting. But I'm not sure how long that's for. It might have already passed. I don't know if it was like a like a short window, like a couple days oh, or something. I'm sure. But... Uh, I'm sure people are subscribing to Peacock for Punky Brewster reboot alone. But I mean, Jesus. I mean, Jesus. But no, I mean, yeah, ten. Okay, if I don't have to pay the network fee anymore, I'm fine with paying ten dollars to get the commercial free. Just look. Yeah, and whatever, whatever's going to be on Peacock, I don't really think they have much to offer me, but I, don't, I get NBC. Aren't they bringing back so. Saturday Night Main Event, too, because of NBC? They're going to do it? I don't I don't know, but I, where was it? I just heard um, supposedly there's a huge surprise that's going to be coming down with Peacock from WWE where I don't know what it is, but supposedly there's going to be some announcement. There's going to be some something new. So that oh, that's, that's um evolve. That's the one they talk. That's evolve. That's kind of like a secondary NXT show to boost the talent. They're gonna. It's like an hour show. It's going to be exclusively to Peacock. Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty much like NXT's NXT now. <laughs> it's it's just they have a ton of talent in NXT that they want to get going and and they needed an extra hour they didn't want to add an hour of NXT so they're going to do this show called The Valve where it's like a lot of the performance center kids going in there and working and should be gold. Yeah, well do they have FCW anymore? They don't. I don't think they do. So that's going to be the new FCW Yes. Then. yes. Yeah. I was listening to an uh, interview with Big E and he was talking about how um, like with the call-up situation from people going from NXT to SmackDown and Raw and how people are always disappointed like, oh, you know, this person was was over big time in NXT and now they come to SmackDown or Raw and it's totally different. And he was talking about how when they had FCW, you know, nobody knew who you were. So when you came up to NXT, you could totally reinvent yourself and get over. But the problem is, is that everybody expects that all these characters in NXT, just because they're over, like they're just going to carry that over to Raw and SmackDown. And apparently it's not how Vince sees it. Vince treats it as a total separate thing. And he acts as if nobody has seen that. So like, that's why you're getting, you know, these call-ups and sometimes things just don't transition because they don't look at it that way. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they just treat it as a That's why you get slapjack. That's why you get Slapjack and, and not Shane Thorne or Dominic Dajakovic and you get T-Bar. I think um, I, I I think it's insulting. I think a lot of the fans like feel insulted by that with Vince. And I think at the same time, they got to start doing a better job with acknowledging the NXT run. And it's a part of WWE. Whether I do think Vince has a jealousy issue with Triple H. I think 
you know, I'm pretty sure Vince hears that his son-in-law runs a better show than he does and he gets upset about it and kind of takes some of that for granted. Like, I mean, I just seen Keith Lee changed his Twitter name to impatiently. And I mean, if you were going to call him up to do that, why not just leave him there? It was kind of, it was just kind of disheartening. Like you just completely ruined him. And, you know, that's one thing I'm very upset with Monday Night Raw, Keith Lee, like, the guy should be over. He should be. He should be the United States champion at this point, and he should be built up. He should have been built up this year to face Bobby Lashley in a world title match. Well, I wonder if he's frustrated, and maybe he changed his name to that to try to get their attention. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, I'm getting yeah. sick of this. You sit around. Doing the last, the last thing we got to talk about is uh, the Andrade situation, where he uh, requested for his lease, uh, release, and WWE denied him. Ryan, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I at first I thought he was going to get released, and I uh, my assumption was he'd end up in AEW soon with uh, Selena Vega, and I would be kind of excited about that. I thought they were a good little duo. If WWE's not going to use him, let somebody else use him because he's a great. Yeah, wrestler. I felt like the the same, and I think they're treading on really thin ice with Charlotte here. Um, you know, she's that's her fiance. She loves him, and if he's frustrated, she's frustrated, and I mean. You gotta, you gotta understand that. So they, they either need to sit him down and say, "Look, this is what we're gonna do with you. We're gonna repackage you. You're still gonna be Andrade, but we're gonna make you built a lot better. You're gonna come in. You're gonna start winning some matches." And they, they really need to sit down and talk with them because I don't blame Andrade. I don't want to be Bo Dallas. I don't want to be getting paid to sit at home, and I'm not even getting paid that much to sit at home. Like, I, I really really would be frustrated and want my release then you know he's he's a health nut he's in the gym every day he's trying to you know he's doing his best like i get like you 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 lose selena you lose selena vega but like he lost selena vega at one point and then he just went completely ghost i think i don't know i think they need to do better with that i don't care what they do but either release him or use him because he's one of the better talents that came out of NXT that really got screwed over. I'd like to think that they um, didn't let him go because they realized they need to get him back in there and they need to smooth things over because I think they know what they have with Charlotte and I don't think that's the road they want to go down. I mean, they might play that game with other people like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll yeah. see you later. But I think they know they got to keep her happy and – uh, hopefully they do exactly. the right thing. But I mean, as far as Zelina Vega, she if he should be if if he's upset over that, he should be mad at her more than anything because they knew what they signed up for, and she was told you know to to stop doing the whole Twitch thing, and she went and did it anyway. So she knew what the consequences yeah. were going to be. If you don't you don't you don't like a company yeah. rules, don't work for exactly. Them. And I think a lot, that had to do a lot with Rusev leaving. I believe I'm a hundred percent certain that had a lot to do with Rusev leaving. And um, you know, it, it is what it is with that. And I, I honestly, I don't think Andrade needs to be released, but I do think Alistair Black needs to be released because they're not going to treat him any better than what I mean. He's been off air forever. They, I mean, either send him back to NXT. Which you could do. The draft's coming up. You could just tell, hey, Alice Bogan, send you back to NXT. You'll be there till your contract runs out. Do what you want. You can do the same with Andrade. Bring him back to NXT. You can call up the Undisputed Era, however you want to do it. Because I, I'm, as long as they go to SmackDown, I'm fine. I, 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 people ask me, are you nervous when they get called up to WWE? I said, when they get called up to Raw, I'm very nervous. When they get called up to SmackDown, I think they utilize better. I don't. I don't like, you know, when they get the call up to Raw. And I think that's kind of the issue I have is, uh, your, you know, your career is fucked. You went to Raw. I mean, and, and, and I feel it. But with SmackDown, with the creative process that they have over there, I'm actually not too worried. I mean, Heyman takes care of them kids and they make sure that they get booked right. I wish they would do away with the call up. I mean, I'm fine with them plucking talent from NXT, but. I, I want to get out of this whole stage where we just expect it that everybody's going to get called up because there's been talk that certain guys on NXT are never going to leave. Like, they're just going to stay on that brand, like Gargano, Ciampa. Like, 
supposedly those guys are never going to get the call up and they'd just rather be on NXT and they're going to stay there. Yeah. And I'm fine. Even Balor. There's some certain guys that I just think are better. In NXT. Even Balor now said, he's like, I did my run in WWE, regardless if you think it was great or not. I'm just going to keep it that way and stick with what I'm doing in NXT. And if I want to go up, I'll make the call. But he's like, I'm not ready to go back up anytime soon. I'm sure there'll be a time where they can fit him into something and he can have some something going on on one of the other shows. But that's kind of one of the few things I do like about like AEW working with yeah. other companies and stuff is I prefer it to be like the old territory days where I think it would be better for everybody if you could constantly have a cycle of fresh talent coming in and out. So guys weren't yeah. getting stale and you didn't feel like you had to use everybody. I, I don't think they're going to do it because I think they know that you, if they make NXT its own brand, you're going to have to pay those guys raw money and SmackDown money. And I think that's the issue that it is, is they're not getting, I mean, what did Dex Luma said? He was what making 90,000 a year. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Dexter Loomis was making ninety thousand a year to travel and do all that stuff. That's that's a lot, a lot to ask to you know the ninety thousand. You'd have to at least give them a a, a raw minimum superstar gets paid two hundred fifty thousand, I believe, um, or maybe one hundred and fifty. I mean, it's a big it's a big bump for someone who's making like under a hundred k to get up to one fifty or two hundred thousand and just to be a jobber. So people do get called up and they just, they want the money. Like that's what it is. And you get the champion. And when you win a mid card, you get more money. When you win, you win a world title or a tag title, you get more money. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to bump NXT's payroll. And right now, I mean, the pay-per-views, they still make good money off of, but the shows that, you know, being on Wednesdays, I don't really think it has everybody's oh it's AEW, they they destroyed NXT. I don't think that's the case. I just don't NXT was new to TV and they it the same time the same time it got new to TV, it was the same time AEW was. And it, people there was just some people who were fed up with anything WWE and wanted to support something that wasn't WWE and it just so happened to be on that Wednesday. I mean, I felt like if it was on Raw, they would have beat Raw for the first few months, but that would have changed for a very short period of time. People can say what they want, but the fact of the matter is, is that neither show has broke a million yeah. viewers. So you can say AEW destroyed NXT, but they haven't. No, even not once. Viewers, so SmackDown I mean, consistently stays at 2.2 million. So until, until you're pulling them numbers, I don't really want to hear you're a threat to Vince. That's kind of my take on it. That's definitely my take on it. But we're going to wrap this show up. Um, you know, we will be back Monday. We'll recap Raw. And we were going to recap Fastlane, but it's the wrong Sunday. <laughs> I'll keep eating that. Yeah, and we didn't really recap SmackDown, but, I mean, for the most yeah. part, uh, uh, was there anything really great on SmackDown? The, the ending was the really ending good. Was good. The ending was good. The Heyman good. Uh, talking smack promo with Edge was phenomenal. Um Big E, the, Big e coming back, uh, Apollo Crews attacked him again. Um, I the, the, the stuff with Jay Uso yeah. and Edge was looking like Biggie Apollo at Fastlane, uh, um, which that's another thing. If Biggie beats Apollo, then maybe I, I you know, we, we, I think we might see a, a new. Ch- I think Apollo wins it. I think Apollo wins the IC at Fastlane. It goes into Mania. I don't think. I don't know with Biggie. He's he he needs to be back with the New Day. I I. I I just don't buy it anymore. I, I, I've given this guy, he's he's the new day to me. He's just, I mean, I'm glad he won the IC. He's done a good job with it. I think he's been okay. I think good and not great, but he has to break away completely from the new day for me to make it believable. Yeah, yeah, I want to see the heel turn. I want to see uh, I want to see the heel biggie, but, yeah, I mean, you can't turn heel right now when you got him in the uh, – in a program with another heel, so uh, that's a tough one to call for me. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win that one. I I kind of feel like uh, like Biggie's got to give it up, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know. Does he give it's it up tough. there? or Does he give it up at Mania? That's just kind of where it is because 
I know they don't like to do too many title changes at Fastlane, but I feel maybe they want to give something, some sort of surprise going forward. But other, than, yeah, other than that, they were, you know, SmackDown was great. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, I mean, the the tag t- tag division needs to bulk up over there, but that's another topic for for another day. Um, but on that note, I mean, we will talk Monday. We'll recap Raw. We'll we'll talk about more wrestling news that comes in. Stay tuned. Ryan, thank you as always. Fans that tune in, thank you again. We'll be back on Monday. All right. We'll give Dave a couple seconds to see if he, he might have passed out, but we got a lot to talk about, but we'll give Dave maybe two seconds. <laughs> What's going Dave. on? Oh, it's going. It's going. A lot to talk about today. Dave, for, for all I guess, Dave, Dave smokes a lot. He, he might pass out before 10 o'clock. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing, but he may pass up before that. We'll get this show going. A lot of stuff happening in the wrestling world. We have uh, Jim Cornette going head-to-head with uh, Rusev. <laughs> Sorry, still <laughs> refuse to call him Miro at this point. Um, you got – we have a lot uh, – recap of Friday Night SmackDown, AEW, and NXT, and uh, – We'll take a glance at Fastlane. I was mistaken. I thought it was this Sunday. It's actually next Sunday where Fastlane is going. I feel like they did a bait and switch to move it a week. I, I could have sworn it was this week, but I must have been mistaken. I must have been living in some Mandela effect. I wasn't but... going to tell you, and I was just going to ask you tomorrow. I'm like, hey, you watching the pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I should have. Yeah, it was like I was adamant, too. I was like, no, 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 no. It's it's this Sunday. But uh, let's get into this. You, Ryan, you broke the news to me, and I kind of went down a well with this. But uh, why don't you start with the Miro Cornette stuff, and what's your take on it? Um, it, it was comical. I think it's the most over Miro's been with everybody since he left WWE. Um, <laughs> Jim Cornette hasn't responded, so um, it was kind of like a one-sided thing. But, I mean, I listened to the clip. I listened to Cornette's podcast periodically, not regularly, but I went and found the clip on YouTube, and I heard what he said. He said his, he said his slutty girlfriend, referring to Kip Sabian. Um which is whatever. I mean, if you know Jim Cornette, that's what he does. That's his. That's his. His deal. I mean, he, he's got a shtick. It's a little bit of a shock jock thing. He insults everybody constantly. Every other word out of his mouth is is foul. Like that's his. That's his deal. But the the thing with me is, is that a lot of the stuff he says is true, and I agree with it. Do I agree with how he words it? Do I agree with some of the the insults that he comes up with uh no but i agree with a lot of the stuff he says and as long as people agree with what he says he's not going away no you know it's funny to me because he's actually recently came out as he's a democrat which i was shocked to find (laughs) you know there's so many different tribes on social media you know if you go, oh, you're a WWE mark. Oh, you're an AEW mark. Oh, they call, they say everybody who follows Jim Cornette is a cult. They call him his, mm. his cult, uh, the cult of Cornette or whatever. I mean, so it's like everybody wants to put everybody else in a box and label people. Mm. The whole thing is just ridiculous to me. But people call him a racist and they say all these crazy things. And it's like if you listen to his podcast, you know it's he's quite literally the opposite. He's one of the biggest liberals I've ever met in my life. And I've never met him, but I mean – I don't know. He's not the only guy who does that. You got there's a million guys talking about wrestling that mm. use colorful language and insults like that. It's a shtick. You know, yeah, he shoots like he's still in the game, and a lot of wrestlers still have that problem. Like older wrestlers, they shoot like they're still like he's actually in a feud with Miro, and Big Van Vader's got his back. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so Miro said he was going to go find him in his basement and beat him up. I mean, let's be honest. We know Miro's not going to go beat him up. So yeah. Miro's just, you know, blowing hot air on Twitter to get a reaction. I mean, it was a little weird to me that I don't I don't know the order of the tweets, but it appeared to me like Miro responded before Kip Sabian did. And that's his legit wife. Like, I don't know if you know, but that wedding on AEW was a legit wedding. Yeah, they, that is Penelope so, is his wife. and. Uh, it's just um, it's 
it's funny that he responded first to defend somebody else's wife, but whatever. I, I, I get it. If somebody, you know, if somebody said something like that about my wife or about somebody that I was very close to his wife, I'd probably defend him too. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, Jim Cornette <laughs> says a lot of things about a lot of people. Uh, I I'm think not, I'm not defending it, but I think a lot of this comes comes with the fact that Miro's frustrated with AEW but doesn't know how to say it. I think uh, I think he's frustrated with AEW. I don't think it's been the dream scenario for him. And I'm probably going to say this with a lot of confidence. I think he's going to be one of the first of the WWE wrestlers that actually go back. I um, I think um, I think they do a good job keeping that behind the scenes and dealing with it. But I I think that's you know it's going to come to a point where stuff's going to start to arise. They've been around for a, almost two years now. Um, is it been two years? Is it close to it? Or Probably, you, yeah. I think yeah. so. I'm not sure. Well, year and a half, two years, so so to speak. And, they, and you can tell that there's, from, there's frustration between the rest my of My thing is, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and it's very easy when AW does something wrong, or even WWE, everybody says, and I do it myself, Oh, AEW is not doing this with this person. They're not doing that with this person. Oh, look at look what AEW is doing with Miro. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, why is everybody leaving WWE? The people that are when yeah. they leave, they're claiming that they needed freedom. They're saying that you know guys on WWE can't just go out there and try new things. And you know if they fall on their face, they fall on their face. But back in the day, you you had more liberty. So I think what's going on really is these guys are going to AEW and that's what's going on. You're seeing what happens when you don't have a Vince McMahon controlling everything. These people are, are getting freedom to be do their own creative and come out with, with their own ideas. And a lot of times it's just not good. And I think people got so used to how Miro was in WWE. But you got to understand Miro in WWE is not Miro. That's Vince's vision of Miro. Now yeah. people are trying to are starting to see who the real Miro is, and they don't like it. And it's easy to blame AEW, but I think what's really happening is Miro was given the freedom to be himself, and people are finding out that who he really is is a gaming nerd, and that's why he went with that whole storyline because the dude sits on YouTube and streams himself playing video games. That's who he is, right? And you know, it's easy to call out. Um, it's really call out. AW on it. It's it's a lot. You know, it, it's easy to call Vince up, but at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm going to say it like this: Did Vince mess up with the revival? Yeah, he had a surefire thing there, and really could have lit the tag team world on fire in WWE with the revival. <laughs> Was it, um, it? Are they really lighting the world on fire in AEW? Not really. They're all right. They got. <laughs> You know, they went there, they had their feud with the Bucks, and, and, and now they're kind of getting – they just got put into a faction. We'll get into that later. But, I mean, I love the Revival. I thought they were – I thought Vince messed up with them, and I thought it was a good move for them to go to AEW. I didn't disagree with that move whatsoever. Rusev had nothing really to complain about. He was being booked at a point um, in WWE where he was over. Um, the, whether he liked the gimmick or not, it was over. You don't leave something hot like that. Rusev Day was over. I mean, at, at one point, Rusev Day shirts were selling faster than Cena shirts and, and other big name shirts. And um, people liked it. And then it got a little stale like everything. They could have they, they done something with it. You know, and I just think Rusev jumped the gun and, and he went there. He's Miro. He had this great promo when he came out. I'm like, oh, they're going to book him right. And it's he's not being booked. He's not being shown. Now he's shown and people don't want it again. So he's going to be off TV again. He's going to get frustrated. Lon is more over than him at this point. Um, Penelope Ford now is more over than him at this point, thanks to him. And <laughs> I think. AEW is going to spin this probably to try to get some traction with him, but it's like everything, it's going to die out. And like, uh, as far as Cornette, you know, should he call, said anything about Penelope Ford? No. 
You shouldn't have said anything like that about Penelope Ford. He could have criticized him. It, uh, people know that's what Cornette does. But at the end of the day, Rusev is grasping at straws at this point. He's not over. He had a very underwhelming match with Orange Cassidy. And uh, was it was it Trent Seven? Is that what it is? And, um, you know, the, he's been stuck in these stupid feuds. He's known as the best man for Kip Sabian and – he doesn't like, okay, so you just pretty much, in my opinion, and this is how I feel about it, is you took Aiden English and Rusev and turned it into Kip Sabian and Miro and added Penelope Ford instead of Lana. What's the difference? Yeah. And you know, that clip that I listened to with Cornette, he brought up a good point. He was saying, you know, about um, people taking creative in their own hands and having their own freedoms and. You look at what a lot of them are doing. They're like, look, even look at Jericho. He was saying how, when you watch the stuff that Jericho did in WWE, it's like he's been conditioned to do that type of stuff. Because now that he has the freedom in AEW, everything he's basically done has been kind of like a WWE skit. Like, oh, we're gonna have a party for this, or a celebration of this, or now we're doing a war council. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, I, I think the problem is, is that people have the freedom to, to get themselves over. And a lot of them were finding out didn't really know how to get themselves over. Mm. And I think that, I think the telltale sign is that AEW is bringing in the big shows and the Christians and all these guys, because they need that. They need these, a lot of these guys need help getting over and they need to start refining things and polishing things. And because they're just a little, they're just kind of like, they're almost like Saturday night live right now where it's like, except it's not scripted it's just kind of like go out there and let's just see what works and what doesn't work which is fine but you got to have more stuff working than stuff not working a hundred percent agree and and you brought up christian so i'm just gonna run right into this did you see paul Heyman's promo Um, i'm talking smack which where he talks actually where he talks i didn't catch talking smack today where he talks about christian and, and in a very discreet way and he said, there's a reason why, you know, your friend knew that he was going to be targeted by Roman. So he left. And then he mentioned something about Christians as a religion. And he's, he's like, what are you going to do with all your Christians? It, 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 I, it's a brilliant promo by Paul Heyman. Oh, man. I, it, talking smack is gold. And I usually watch it every week. And I totally forgot about it. I'm going to have to go watch it. It's later. a brilliant promo by Paul Heyman. And... In my opinion, he's my favorite. Like honestly, he's a, the guy's probably definitely in my top five of in that level with Paul Heyman. He's he's a, he's a genius that people really give him genius credit for. To me, to me, he's Bobby Heenan level. There's very few on like Bobby Heenan's level, and he's he's right up there. Yeah, exactly, and you know he mentions that in interviews while everybody was trying to be Hogan. I was trying to be Bobby, and I, I love that about him. And it's. The guy is, a, guy is a genius, and he brought that to his attention. And, you know, just to add, like, if you're Eddie Kingston right now, or you're, you're a guy who's been working with the company for a while, or if you're Hangman Page to this degree, and you're watching Christian, who just ca- hasn't said a word yet, but it looks like he's next in line to face Kenny Omega for the title, how upset are you? Yeah, that seemed a little soon. It was like, come on, he just got there. Like, he's not going to have to – you know, qualify in any matches at all. He's going to have to, you know, earn the... Uh, the me and, me and Dave had a heated me. discussion about this, and this is kind of why I wanted him on at, at, in this aspect, because when we when we talk about this, and, and he's like, oh, well, he's going to have to at least wrestle a couple guys before he goes up against them. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, in, in, in Dave's retrospect, he was mad that Rhea Ripley's just going to go on to Raw and get a world title, a woman's world title shot. Where... Rhea Ripley has developed credibility all through NXT and could easily just come up to the main roster and get a title shot. That's not a problem. Christian has never wrestled in AEW before. I know he has a background. He has a history. But at the same time, he's going right after Kenny in, in a world title. When when someone like Hangman Page, who's, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, he's going to jump to WWE. And he's not going to jump to NXT. He's going to jump probably to the main roster at one point. That's going to be the one that Vince grabs and people are going to be like, oh, okay, Vince isn't playing anymore. That's going to be the guy because I think they keep screwing him over and he's done nothing but, my opinion, him and Matt Hardy had the best match of that pay-per-view. 
Um, Hangman does a lot of work. I mean, as much as I didn't like him and Kenny as tag team champions, they did amazing work in the ring. And the guy is the better mic piece. In my opinion, I think he's a better mic piece than Kenny. I, I do think that. I don't think Kenny's that great of a mic piece. I don't think he ever has been. But, and this is what goes to my point with AEW. There's going to be some guys that leave soon because I think some of them are going to get frustrated. The, the only thing is, is they do a good job keeping that behind the scenes. I think a lot of them go to Cody, voice their frustrations. But I don't think Cody has that that killer instinct to tell him, well, you're not working right now. Like, they tried to roll Miro out again, and it's an epic fail. Now they're going to try to roll him out again with this Cornet thing. It's going to be an epic fail. And, and you're right, Ryan. Maybe Vince still has some type of knowledge to be like, yeah, this guy doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, Hangman Page, it seems like when they rolled AEW out, he was really going to be the guy that was going to carry the flag <laughs> for them. And I, I still think that he should be. You know, like WCW had Sting. I feel like he's one of their, their main guys. I feel like um, Scorpio Sky should be one of their main guys. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of guys that have are a little – I mean, they're so young. You can't – I hate to say overdue, but there's a lot of guys that I feel like by now should be in bigger spots. than. Yeah, that. you should have built Hangman Page right now to the point where he's not in this, like, crazy storyline. Like, he's still – like, it's been four – what, four months with this Hangman, like, going to the dark order. Like, you, he still hasn't made a decision. You're still, like – Stringing people along on it. I like slow builds, Ryan, but come on. At this point, it's got to be like, figure it out. Like, just do it. Like, make the turn. To be honest with you, at, at this stage in the game, just put them in it and see what happens. But I think that's a fail if you put them in it. I really do. I think it's a fail for him. I think he should be standing on his own. I, I, I said that when he was in the tag team with Kenny. He's a singles competitor. He's done great in the indies. He's a great worker. Let him stand on his own. But, you know, and, and like, I bash, trust me, I bash WWE for a lot of shit. And I will always, I look, Raw is still not the best. It's, it's just better. It's just better than what we have been getting. It's not, SmackDown is by far the superior show, in my opinion. But if, um, I mean, AEW, like, some of these fans need a reality check. Like, this is this is like WCW before the NWO like stuff. It's just not that great. It's just it's just something like whatever. It's something that comes on Saturdays. You can eat with your frosted flakes. Like that's kind of what it is for me. It's not it's not a really um like they're not doing things correctly. Like you have a bunch of organic tag teams, but yet makeshift tag teams get the title shots. You know, and I, what is it? Three out of their four tag team champions have been makeshift. Tag, I think the Bucks are the only like organic tag team that really have won the tag. Team. Oh, was it SCU was the inaugural ones, and then they lost it to Kenny and Hangman. Yeah, and didn't uh, didn't FTR get them shortly? FTR had them shortly, and I don't really count SCU as an organic tag team. They were, they were. I don't know. I just don't. I don't count them like that, but. FTR did have well, Yeah, those two have been tagging forever. I don't even know how far back they go, but I remember, weren't they tagging together in TNA? And- they were, and they split up, and they were doing their own things for a while. Now they're back together, and it was fine. I mean, whatever. You can count them as that, but I mean, you, you, you're looking at you know, Hang, Hangman and Kenny. I mean, the Bucks got it. Now you're looking at the uh, Pac and, and Phoenix, which look, I'm not hating on the death triangle is amazing faction. It, it, it is. It, it, it's one of the underrated factions. All three of them are American Ray Phoenix probably deserves like a, a, a world title run at some point because the guy just does amazing work. But at the end of the day, 